Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. My name is Michelle Trena, the creator of Divorce Diaries. And today I have such an amazing Hi. guest and his name is Vic Sedino. I just called no, you. That's not it. Amazing guest. That's, not it. that's all right. You don't, you don't respect my tilde. My name is Sereno. Oh, fuck. I said it wrong. Sereno. Sedano. You gotta Latinize it. What I, no, not Sedano. That's what the teachers in school used to always call me. <laughs> and then all the white kids made fun of me. <laughs> I'm frowning right now, everybody. This that's, is how I, that's how I got set up for bullying. Just pronouncing my name like that is, is bullying because then I would have to correct the teacher. Yeah, I would have to correct the teacher. And then all the kids are like, who the hell do you think you are? And I'm just like, hey, listen, respect my tilde. That's, that's my, I'm going to get a t shirt that says that. Respect my tilde. The tilde, yeah, the tilde is right. The tilde's over, over the, the end. end. Yeah, I'm so right. nervous. That's why my brain has a million <laughs> things going on, and I can't even say my pretend Puerto Rican boyfriend who plays my pretend Puerto Rican boyfriend in the pilot's name, Vic Sedeno. Everybody, oh, look at that! Hey. That's powerful. Oh shit! There you go. I, What's up? What idiot I am. I'm like t- t- trilling my R's, pretending to be Latin. I am the whitest. I am so white that even my Italian heritage has not allowed me to sing the Tarantella at weddings. I don't know. What's the Tarantella? That's the. It's like the Italian horror, basically. Ah. You know, it's the, the Italian version of the horror, basically. But uh, I'm so excited to have Vic here because um, Vic is a comic friend of mine. He's an actor and he also plays one of my exes in the pilot of Divorce Diaries. And we're going to talk about that today because the pilot has been winning some festival nominations, has been accepted into a few festivals, and we're we're keeping the, the trainer of the pilot going. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, awesome. Welcome, Vic. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be in your living room, kind of. We just paused the recording because I was trying to get my daughter to stop. <laughs> she almost threw out the sushi. She threw out all the extra sushi. You threw out all that extra sushi that I bought. It was three pieces and that was the rest of my dinner. That was my dinner. Let's be real. I'm a single mom and I eat my daughter's scraps. It's okay, girl. I'm fine with it. Don't worry about it. Just get your dessert. Why do you eat my scraps? Because we on a budget. And speaking of being on a budget, the pilot was also on a budget. And You pulled it off, though. He pulled it off. My daughter's whispering, I'm sorry. Um, so Vic, I just want to say you were a part of the process. You saw me raising money. You saw the hustle. You you met me years ago, a couple, four or five years ago, I think when I was like just starting to do stand-up. I had done comedy like improv years ago, but I never did stand-up. And uh, you were you were start doing stand-up too. And we met in, in Montclair, I think it was at a comedy shop. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think um, it was one of your divorce diaries. I forgot. I actually forgot how we met. But I didn't know. I, I know this. I remember this. When we met, I didn't know you were new in comedy because you had your own show. You had a brand already. Like when um, at your shows, you had like a following people that were coming there that had been to your shows before. So I didn't know you were new into comedy. I thought you already had a few years in and you 
you you like took this brand and you run with it and you've taken like your life and branded it like, i think that's just i think that's awesome thank you vic i actually remember specifically how we met <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I do. You know why? Because it's like, oh, this guy's cute. And you are like the literal epitome of what I am have been interested in post-divorce. Uh, big, thick Puerto Rican. Um, yeah, that's and nice. <laughs> oh, but you're not thick and you're, you know what I'm talking about. You're in shape. Um, well, no, I'm not skinny. I don't mind I, being thick. I'm thick for, thick for a guy. A guy's thickness like is good. I'd rather be with a big, yeah, I'd rather be like a big guy. And like I, you were hosting a show at Nikki's that I was supposed yeah. to be on. I was supposed to be on a show at Nikki's and then they switched the the person to you. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, perfect. this is great. Yeah, um, that was like perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I, we met at one, yeah, we met at my, my show and, um, or something. Yeah. At Jake's, I think it was. And then, mm -hmm. um, so from there on, and I, I think I had stopped dating this, this guy. He was a, a cop and um, I'm friends with him now. And he knows that you play him. Like, I, I think I showed him a little clip very quickly of you playing his part. And um, cause I, I immediately thought of you if I ever, when I did divorce series as a pilot, I was like, oh, if I, if I have someone play, I'm going to get this guy to play him. Cause it's perfect. You know? Um, so Vic play Vic. Would you like to tell everybody who you play in the pilot? I I play Mike the cop, who is your ex, and I was wondering if he had like seen it. I was wondering what his opinion would be because you always like wonder who's gonna play you in a movie or you in like a show or something, and then like you get to see who's playing you. And I wonder. I was wondering if he would see it and then what his opinion would be of like the guy that you got to play he uh, he thinks um he i think he should i showed him one clip of not the smack oh i can't reveal that <laughs> um i because i'm actually afraid to see what he's gonna say about that because he that was like there's a part of the pilot that's deep that actually happened that like my manager was like you can't show that and i was like but it happened. He's like, we don't want to see that. I was like, I think people want to see it. Well, I won't reveal That's it. That's exactly what, when, when managers and, and people like that are telling you that's not what people want. That's probably what people, people want. want. That's, it's probably the opposite. Exactly. So um, Mike actually laughed at the clip I showed him, but I have to go back at their text messages and look at it. And today I was talking with him about it and he just thinks it's funny like i and i love the fact that he um there's a lot of people named mike so we we don't say a last name um uh, but i was actually hesitant to use mike the cop but like i i actually started doing stand up when he broke up with me because um i was really hurt by the breakup like i really thought he was the one after my divorce i really fell in love with him and the fact that I didn't leave his house for two hours and like stayed there to break up was odd. And like, you can't make that shit up. And also it was so hard for me to heal about that, that I, I just wanted to mm. throw all the material on the stage because a lot of the stuff that he would do, I would be like, is this a joke? Like who break, who cancels on you for your dog? He is dog died, but like still like, <laughs> 
Listen, PETA is not going to be happy if you try to work that into the skit. That like you can't have a, a, a bereavement day for your dog and you can't get out of a date. Well, it was at. It's just one universe, really. You had to have his dog die the night before. He couldn't wait till after our lunch day at Panera. And honestly, he had, he had canceled. <laughs> I know. Oh, he canceled before he canceled. Yeah. He was canceling things. He canceled before that one too. So that was like, but then that was uh, the beginning of the relationship. He and he just ends up like he's a canceler. Like he he also had to like the other excuse one was like I have to draw. You know I'm picking up a rifle in in the South Jersey. Like weird shit. The one the bet my favorite was I do a joke about it that y'all gotta go dig my mom to Philly and that was it. It was like thirty mm. minutes before the date was supposed to happen and he's like I gotta drive my mom to Philly and and. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then I kept thinking about the joke and thinking like, he would say something like, yo, that's my mom's and think that that would be the excuse. And anyway, but it's okay. He's not actually a really bad guy, but the, the, the jokes came from that. And I thought about the jokes for me helped me heal fast the relationship. But in, this, in the pilot, tell everybody uh, how, like, what was your favorite part of playing Mike, the cop? Uh, um, being a cop. That was, I like instantly took that to heart. Like, even though I didn't have any cop scenes, I didn't really, I was just happened to be a cop that you were dating. I never did any investigating work. I never got to arrest. I was hoping that we could work in like a scene where I can do one of those like um, hood, those hood jumps where they where they slide across the hood. If, if we could have worked that, in, that would have worked. But, but other than that, no, playing the cop was cool, but um, like it was, it was tricky for me to try to play somebody that isn't um, emotionally aware of your feelings. Like I had to try to like block you out and just be like selfish and like just worried about, like I'm worried about my cigars. I'm gonna do the cigars. Like you're like, you uh, you like the way you described to me. I was like kind of like making you like background noise to me that I wanted you around, but I kind of just wanted you know ever you ever hear Patrice O'Neill's joke? Yeah. Um, about like women, when men want women, but just not right here. Like we want <laughs> you around, maybe like over there somewhere, but like not right here. And like that's all I am. Yeah. I'm always over here. Yeah, you're right there, especially like if, if someone dog dies, <laughs> well, like at the vet. Is there really a dog? Let me see the dog. Can I see the I, dog? I remember the dog. The dog. I actually had thought the dog was going to die because a couple yeah. weeks prior to that he gave me his. So listen to this. Let's go a little background Did on. You poison dog. the dog. Did you poison what? the dog? The dog was old. You, you didn't want any any competition. <laughs> I, I. Yeah. Well. I would never poison the dog, but the fact that the dog died and I thought that this was giving him an opportunity to have space for a new person in his life. No, he took that and like got you another dog. You wanted him dog. to turn to you, yeah. Oh, he just replaced the dog. He got that another was dog that you. was vicious and mean and it was ugly as fuck. It was um, one of those, uh, um, oh, it looks like a possum fucked a donkey. That's what it looks like. English bull terriers, I think it's called. They're okay, but like I, I 
Um, I loved, so the cop scenes for, I'm, I wrote episode two in Divorce Diaries and I'm also, I did a rewrite of the pilot. I've been doing a lot of writing in the series. The uh, rewrite that I had done actually has us having sex in the car. That's not what the proof did, but it's the, the cop and Michelle. Um, it's, so it's a good mm-hmm. to it. I was, it should have sent it to you so we could do a little mock read, but we maybe can do that in another episode. And episode two, we actually do see Mike at work. Because Michelle oh. follows him there. <laughs> <laughs> because she thinks that he's actually going with like to hang out with somebody else instead of going to work. She follows him because she misunderstands that the, the guy's really, he goes, oh, don't start without me. And she's like, what does that mean? And she follows him and he's at the precinct and the Chinese food has come. And then she's like, oh, phew. You, and- <laughs> you know what? Like now that you say that, what? What also um, made me excited about playing like this guy in this series was when I read the script of what you sent me, like it made me laugh. Like the whole scenarios that you write, the things that you're getting involved in, like I was laughing at the parts I wasn't in, like when you were at the school and you're fighting with the, with the guy and he keeps saying your name wrong, like and you're just, yeah, like it, it was, it's a really funny like like a premise and it's very relatable to so many people like you have a, such a targeted audience oh thank well, you well i i hope so i hope that we can i know that there's the story of dating and divorce is relatable even if you're not divorced there's a lot of married couples that come to my show um that are mm-hmm. actually big followers of the show that like the story of me which is a teacher an actor, a comic, and a, a mom. And you're a dad, right? You have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yep. We're going to be turning seven. Oh, my daughter's nine. And that was another thing. We had kids on set. Now, Vic's daughter was not on set, but uh, we had children on set too. So it was tricky to balance everything. But just like my life, I was always running. Like I ran to that scene at the restaurant. So the, the mm. first scene that Vic is in. Okay. So we'll talk about. <clears throat> um, I want to talk about the two scenes that we shot together. And then I want you to hear what your, what your overall favorite experience was of the, of the, of the pilot before we get into some of our comedy. Um, so the, the first, Vic has, two, we, we shot in five days and we was gunning, running gun. It's called in the filmmaking industry, right? Mm-hmm. We just go, go, go. We had a time frame. We had a budget. We had stuff. So um, we had to do the take at the restaurant. They were like, you got to be out in an hour and a half. And for those of you who don't know film, to shoot one scene in an hour and a half is rough uh, because you want to get three different kinds of angles, three different mid shot, head shot. But the premise of my story is that my best friend, Doug, who is my best friend in real life, is filming us with like one camera and it's live. So he can't do all those shots. So it worked with the premise of the story, but it was still really hard, right? Because like, mm-hmm, yeah, battling weather to battling light conditions. Because we were doing that the one scene in front of the house, we were, we were take we shot it a bunch of times, oh, and wait. like in just that short amount of time, like the the lighting started to change, so we like really had to squeeze it in. So the final day of the sh- shoots, the wrap of the of the whole pilot was at my uh, we used my uncle's house as Vic's house, and we had the one clip had to be at like sun at dusk, right, or sun, mm-hmm. sunset or whatever. And we had to time it. Our Angie, our director, knew this. And like all of a sudden, it's about to rain, like at dusk. And we had three chances, and all of a 
something like it's about to pour and it's like fuck we got it though just squeeze it out yeah and that was a that was a tough scene i'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about later but that was a tough like that was a tough scene to do and like we pulled it off like at the buzzer <laughs> like it was <laughs> like right at the end it was like you couldn't have scripted it we like could talk that. about you it because I mean? it's like we couldn't have scripted it better because and I wasn't going to tell you what happens because it was like, oh, wait, you see the pilot, but fuck it. There's 12 listeners on my podcast, so we'll see. If people... <laughs> what do you so what? Ha- so tell everybody what happens in the, in the scene. So, you know, let's start off with what happens in the pilot. You know, Vic, if Mike's character is supposed to do what with Michelle? What what does she ask him to do? She what wants him to, to like she wants him to be like in a relationship. She wants him to like commit. <laughs> to like, like them like just to her and and really demonstrate that he cares about her like that he wants her around and she's and looking asked, for this what's it called um monogamy uh, no not even like you're just looking for for confirmation you want him to baby. like yes you want him to acknowledge that he has feelings for you and that he feels the same way like you like your character wants reciprocation. You're putting all of this out. You're in, you're willing to give so much of yourself, even though you have all this other shit going on in your whole life. Like you're still trying to give somebody so much, and this person isn't giving you the equal amount, and that's not acceptable for you. <laughs> to say it lightly, that's not acceptable for you. Yes, and this is why I'm in hypnotherapy and regular therapy at this point <laughs> for my anxiety that I use as my catalyst. Wait, let me ask you a question. Is it yeah. a male doctor that hypnotizes you? No, it's my one of my good friends. Oh, okay, you got you, you to trust the person that hypnotizes you. You don't want to get Cosby. It's, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's over Zoom. <laughs> no, it's over Zoom, and she's hey. like one of my good... <laughs> Vic's like, is it the cop? Is he hypnotizing you with his dick? Is somebody running game on you right now? No, and the thing is, like, I um, I asked Mike the cop in the pilot, can you come to my show? And I, I did I did used to do this in real life with him. I had just started doing um, Divorce Diaries as a one-woman theater show when I met him. I started doing stand-up after we broke up, ironically, because mm. he, he caused me to do that. It just triggered, not caused, it was like a catalyst. So um, he couldn't come the night of the show. I sold out in New York. I was doing it a space in New York City, uh, uh, right next to a men's spa. Literally, my friend was like, "You, you realize where you booked your show, right?" Happy <laughs> like, ending. Yeah, you're gonna have yeah, ending with your ticket. Ne- next to a rub and tug, but I sold out, and it was a it was a theater piece, and there was dancers, and it was fun. But um, Mike, he couldn't come, and it was really hurt, and um. <clears throat> So in the sh- in the episode, I can't, you know, you don't, he doesn't come to the show. And then I show up at your house and I'll never forget. Like I was showing you a clip. We were watching footage back and you turned to me and go, you look really crazy. <laughs> like in such a positive way. In one of the most positive ways anything can tell you. Yeah. You look really crazy. No, because you, I think, I think part of the running gun works so much with it because it puts you in that state where you need to be where you look frantic 
you already you you have that look because what people don't see is in between camera when you're like running in between makeup sound you're running to the director you're going over lines you're even giving direction to the extras and you're like you know having conversations with people asking people about their day like you're in like every little angle running and then all of a sudden it's like action and then you're like (laughs) (laughs) you have that look and it's like you nailed it that's that is the that is the character and it's true to you. It's true to me. And it works because that character is me. So it was, and it was also 90 degrees. So you could see the sweat dripping off my back in the yeah. shots. A lot and of pressure. It's that, that was insane looking back at it. Yeah, that was. We had to do a little stage combat, a little uh, fight choreography. Yes. And there's a, there was a smack, there's a smack and, uh, I was so nervous, but like it worked so well. And the one that hit so well, the one that landed so well, I almost broke and I had to go to the side. <laughs> it's okay. You'll just be a little salty. Like mommy's love life. Just kidding. Um, drank some water, brush your teeth. Okay. Sorry. We took that break for our, our child to child, uh, child to, to mom conversation. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> So I think that, um, so how did the, so for you as an actor in that scene, Smack, how did that feel for you overall? Like, were you uncomfortable? You were comfortable? Were you nervous? Because I was definitely nervous. I was nervous, but believe it or not, I was very confident in my ability to roll with the slap because I watch a lot of professional wrestling. All right, I've been watching it since I was a little kid. And I just, the, the selling the, the slap, that, that little twist with it at the right time. And I think we, had, we only did it three times, right? I think we did, we did rehearsal and then we did it like three times on-, on uh, We did, yeah, we rehearsed it inside. Yeah. And then, and then we did those four takes. And that last one, again, that was like a buzzer beater. It was. And then the, the day, I think uh, when we, what we needed to record at dusk was the uh, initial date where I'm coming from the house after mm-hmm. we sleep where together. You leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and to me, when I watched the footage, all those takes were so great because I lived that. I still kind of lived that with the men. And the funny thing is I lived that with the re- most recent guy who helped consult me on this project ironically then i'm like you're basically went on the thing um but you so, so guys get uncomfortable uh when like oh you brush your teeth okay this is just divorce stories in itself so um when when a guy like stays when a guy when, i don't know when a woman like i always wanted to stay over mike's house and i did I would stay over, but there would have been instances where I didn't stay. You know, it was like I had to get back to my, my daughter or whatever. And that's really what was going on. But I wanted to always like snuggle and, you know, he was like, all right, time to go. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I saw that in the beat and you did a great job in those beats of like, all right, time to go. I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it, it, you know, you get close. You're trying to keep a barrier. Okay, so do you feel like you connect with with Mike the cop as a? Are you an emotional lover, or are you? 
only with the right person, your emotional lover, the rest, you can turn it off. I, I don't know about turning it off. The, the key is not turning it on in the first place. So that's what you're trying to avoid is turning it on. Because if, if you do turn it on, then you like, for me, I know I could get emotional. If you do turn it on, now it's on. So you, like a guy will try to keep it off. That's why they don't want you to sleep over. You know, like they don't want you to stay over because that becomes cuddling. Then it's like more intimate and it's like better. It's like, sometimes you got to make rules beforehand, like no kissing. You ever have a no kissing rule with somebody? Never. <laughs> never. I have never had a no kissing rule. I could not. No kissing, see, no cuddling. No, see, I could not do Like wham, dirty. bam, and you got to go. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I was recording it with Vic Sedeno? Well, get ready. There's a part two. Stay tuned for more. Like, subscribe, write a review about the podcast. I'd like to hear what you think about it. And if you want to see the Pilot of Divorce Diaries, I want you to go to my website and say... I think it's still be a bit a part of the pilot or something. You can still contribute to the pilot because we're trying to raise more money to shoot more episodes. No, I did not just say. I still don't think I said his name right. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with me? I love you guys. Stay tuned for more.